Welcome to the Eye on Annapolis Local Business Spotlight. There are thousands of locally owned businesses in the area, some small and some large. Some you may know and others you don't. But one thing they all have in common is a great story, and we want to share it with you. Join us every Saturday as we talk to the founders, the owners, and the managers of local businesses you have come to know and love, and those you will come to know and love. Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight. All right, this morning we jumped across the Bay Bridge, and I'll tell you, the Bay was looking spectacular this morning with the sun shining off of it, but we are here with Refill Goodness and Jenny Vedrani, who is one of the owners of this business on Kent Island. You're right on historic Main Street in Stevensville, right? Yes, I am. Well, this is really cool, and I want to thank Elvia Thompson from Annapolis Green for turning me on to you, and this is kind of a really neat little business that you you've got here and you know i was looking at your website um which everyone should go check this out it's refillgoodness.com and you know in my non-environmentalist mode okay you're a bunch of tree huggers looking to save the environment as we all should be doing yes um because we do only have one shot at the planet that's right um you know and and i am admittedly a poor example as elvia might tell you is I'm, I'm, i'm a tough sell because I tend not to buy into the whole do-gooding the environmental sustainability thing until it becomes convenient for me. Mm, oh, that's a that's a great point. You know, and, and I, I was very proud of myself the other day. I stepped on the trash can in my kitchen and I threw a Diet Coke can in the trash and I said to myself, oh shit. I stepped on the button again, pulled the can out and stepped on the recycling <laughs> one and put it in the recycling. Okay, so now I feel that it's they're making headway with mm-hmm. my stubbornness. But you offer a totally different type of a concept here, um, which, to my point, makes it real easy to become sustainable. And we wanted to talk about it. Great. I'm excited to talk about it. And by the way, bravo on putting that can in the recycling. Any step you can take is a step in the right direction as far as I'm concerned. that's, That's what I find. I find that anything you're doing in life is the little steps add up to the big steps. I mean, it's, it's you look at savings, okay? If you can put away $10 a week into savings, mm-hmm. okay, that's going to be a lot of money at some point if you can you know, continue to originally do If you're pushing a rock up a hill, push it up a little bit, take a break. Push it up a little bit more, take a break. Uh, and it goes the same with being sustainable as, as, as we live that way. And, you know, that, I think, is the number one thing that, that crossed our minds when we were thinking about putting this business together, is we recognize that in the landscape of sustainability, there seem to be these two camps. The tree huggers who are looking to do everything they possibly could to um, help the earth, and who, by their nature, sometimes alienated other people from wanting to do anything because it feels overwhelming. They can be irritating, these tree huggers. You know, I mean, I I love them, and they're doing all the hard work, trust me on that one, but the reality is, is that it makes people feel nervous about it, like they're not doing enough, and that in order to do something, you have to do everything. Well, a lot of that is because it is relatively new, okay? Sustainability has been around for a while, but for those of a certain age, (coughs) myself, (laughs) uh, it it is relatively new. I mean, when when they first started recycling when I was a kid, I mean, we had, you know, brown glass and green glass and clear glass and plastics and tinfoil and you know I mean we had to separate all this stuff and newspapers couldn't and again because of convenience now it makes it easy I just put it all in a bucket and somebody else takes care of it for me but you know to be sustainable I mean it does seem very uh, 
daunting and intimidating to a lot of people. Yes, and so we have the approach here that we are here to take help you take one step. So in our minds, if you come in the shop and what you decide to get is that you decide that you want to use reusable paper towels instead of buying paper towels, we're happy with that decision and that's a step in the right direction. The exact opposite of what we want is for you to come in here and buy every single thing in the store and go home and it just sits on your shelf and you never use it because that's not sustainable either. That's a good effort, but it's not really a behavior change. Well, it helps your business sustain, but it doesn't do a whole lot for the environment, right? That's right. And I always talk about the fact that I'm the worst salesperson because here I am saying, just make one change. Don't 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 buy buy everything. Don't buy everything in the shop. I mean, there are people who I will let come in here and buy everything in the shop for sure because they're absolutely on the path already. But we wanted to create a place that was accessible for all people. Well, what is it that you sell? I mean, when I hear refill goodness, and Elvia gave me a very, very brief synopsis, my initial thought before I started to look into it and before I come over here is that it was like, okay, I, I bring in my jug and there's like the it, it, like a growler station. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. where, where I, need, I, I need new laundry soap or I need new yes. dish soap. I come in here and there's a spigot and I fill up my jug and, and I reuse it. I mean, is that? That's it. Yeah. So the, there's a couple different aspects. So we the refill portion of our business is the main portion. And uh, what that is, is it's an opportunity for you to get all of the staples you would normally pick up in plastic containers, only you're able to bring your own container in or buy one here and we refill it for you and you pay for just the ounces. So you're saving a plastic container every time you come into the shop. Wow, okay. So this is, and now where do, where do these get refilled? Right here? Right here. So we have two locations. We have one in Cleveland, which is where we started in October of 2020. And then we opened this shop here in Kent Island in 2021. Well, you were crazy. Yes, we were. Uh, well, actually, and, and, and number one, Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so it's a really interesting story. As a matter of fact, my very close friend and business partner, uh, Jen, also. So she's her name's Jen. I'm Jenny. We're born two. We're born one day apart. We had started our sustainable journeys a long time ago. She was a Girl Scout. Uh, my grandmother didn't come from a lot of money and so what she did was she grew her own food and she grew it organically and she composted so I came from a background where you don't waste there was no waste none you know it was a different it was a totally different generation she was uh, from Germany came to this country and she appreciated every single thing she had and she made sure she used it and Jen was a Girl Scout who, you know, the Girl Scouts are all about helping humanity and um, just from a young age was very interested in doing what she could. And over time, our friendship developed through music initially, but then we were the first two who were giving all of our friends uh, reusable bags and plastic straws for their birthdays and Christmas, which you can imagine they really appreciated. Yeah, yeah. I want to say you, so you, were, you, you were those girls. We were. We were the tree huggers. Oh, wonderful. Oh, great. Oh, stainless steel straw. What? Yeah, exactly. So, oh, and a stainless steel reusable straw that comes in a, a package that you can put in your purse for everywhere you go. Right. And, and so that was us. And um, we started finding more and more products. Believe it or not, we laugh about Cleveland, which Cleveland is a hidden gem and no one realizes it. It, it. it, it, it really is. Yeah, it's, with Lake uh, Erie right there. There's a lot to protect there, the same as we have the shore to protect. Mm-hmm. 
Um, except it's colder. Except it's way and colder. It's snowier. And, snowier and <laughs> you know, overcast. And um, But, you know, it's a very, it's it's far advanced. And it's funny to think that Cleveland and the Ohio, and Ohio in general, started with refill stations way before it hit a lot of other parts of the country. So California was, of course, on the most liberal, progressive right. side. Florida um, is secondary. And then the New York, New Jersey area, which makes a lot of sense, um, have more refilleries um, per capita than most of the other states. Oh. But Ohio uh, all of a sudden started springing up with refill shops and Jen found a couple of either refill shops or zero waste stores and was inspired by it. It took what we were doing with our reusable cups, straws, and bags to a whole different level. And so my husband was out on a business trip and happened to stay with her and her boyfriend and came back and he said, you're, you're going to freak out about this. Jen has an idea and she, you know, she doesn't know what to do with it. And I think with your background, if you were talk to her about this, you guys really could get something going here. Uh, and so I called her and brought one of my old coworkers into the conversation to help us stay organized. And uh, she told me about it and told me what people were doing, that there was an opportunity to buy large quantities of basic household items and refill with your own glass containers. And I said, all right, I'm in. Let's do this. You know, you just debunked that whole myth that behind every good behind every good man, there's a woman. <laughs> you just flipped that on his thing here, okay? Behind every good woman, there's a man that says, hey, Go do this. Yes, do this. Yes. Oh, he and he works in energy efficiency, and he's been a do-gooder for his entire career. So um, I do give him a lot of props for the support, for sure. He also works events for me. Uh, so on Tuesdays, once a month, you can find him at the Catonsville Co-op. <laughs> well, when you own your own small business, I mean, it is a family affair. Everyone uh, works I mean, for I, me. I, I don't know whether you have kids, but I'm, you know, I would imagine that they're probably sticking labels on on things oh, yeah. on the weekends or whatever whatever needs to be done so uh there were a bunch of snow days last week my eight-year-old was in here with me sweeping and washing the floors and making sure that when customers came in he was there to greet them and and get start their shopping trip off then because right. they're related the child labor laws don't apply that's exactly so that's right a- exactly <laughs> <laughs> it was daycare <laughs> smart smart right and, and it's right off the ball. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> absolutely well so you, you talk about the household staples that we can we can purchase here and we can come in and, and I can bring any vessel that, that I'd like. I mean, if I need to buy a quart of shampoo mm-hmm. or a uh, six ounces of dish soap. Yes. use my, my suggestion is if you have a favorite container that you've been using at home, wash it out, bring it on in. I'll weigh it so that we get, uh, we get the exact proportion right. of liquid that you put in there. Last night, I had a regular customer who came in. She had, um, do you know those polar soda water bottles? Uh, It holds about 33 ounces. She filled it up with hand soap um, because it's just really getting it home, and then she'll put it in her reusable dispensers, so it's a way to transport it. We joke sometimes that it is like uh, remembering your reusable bags when you go to the grocery store. Make sure you pack up your car Mm -hmm. with your reusable containers when you come in. Mm But if not, we have people who've donated to a jar library, and we put all of those jars through a sanitation process, so they're readily available for you to take out on loan and then return at your next oh, visit. Yeah. You, talk, you talk about the reusable bags at the grocery store, yes. and again, that, that's another one of my small steps I did. I went and I bought the 
the heavy duty three dollar bags at the giant. You know, the, the cloth ones and yes. and everything else. And I've now gotten into the habit. I mean, after several probably months of forgetting them and you know getting there going okay well give me the damn plastic things and off I go now it's it's like I write the list out mm-hmm. I go to the closet where I store the bags I grab the two bags I put them in the car and off I go and I you know the only time I don't use them is when I stop on the way home from someplace that you know just to pick up one or two things at the grocery store but uh, you know again another one of my sort of proud moments there where, Yay, <laughs> where, where okay. you know what before the end of this afternoon you are going to be yeah. <laughs> learning one more thing I'm sure ba- ba- baby steps, baby steps, baby but, steps. But, so you guys have only been around for a couple years yeah so it is kind of crazy to think about it was partially the pandemic that drove me to the to the very edge um, I'm sure you're aware, but um, we all, in trying to do the right thing, we're supporting small businesses and the restaurants around us and grocery stores went to not allowing you to use your reusables anymore, as did coffee shops. Um, what, do you, what do you mean grocery stores wouldn't let you use reusables? You could not take your reusable bags to grocery oh. stores because we didn't know at that time whether or not COVID would sit on your reusable bags. Gosh, that's right. That's right. <clears throat> yes. So it was almost reversing everything, all those baby steps that so many people had made with the reusable coffee that's cups. That's right. That's right. I remember Starbucks saying that we, we were, were reverting back to the, the, the paper, which is, I mean compostable and you know recyclable and and whatnot but so some parts of it are and some parts aren't and so that's the problem right so we saw this huge shift that took us back a couple of years and even in my own household which is you can imagine I was already living a pretty sustainable life and our garbage and our recycling every day there were five of us home we have five pets also it was just uh, two dogs and three cats. I like to be super busy. A full house? <laughs> A full house, yes. And um, I'll be honest, it, it you know there was a day when I went to the grocery store, and I'm sure everyone can relate to this during COVID. So you go to the grocery store in the beginning, and you're paranoid about your mask and sanitizing, and you're not sure whether or not you need to wash every single one of your items before you eat it or when the right time is, and oh, did you sanitize your hands? And I was washing all the clothes because there was also this paranoia about, you know, just keeping things clean. So I go downstairs and um, I go into the laundry room and sure enough, I'm out of laundry detergent. And in my mind, I I said a lot of swear words that I probably can't say on on this show. But um, in my mind, I was thinking, I'm not going back to the grocery store. And why isn't there a place that will deliver me laundry soap in a reusable container and I'll leave it out? You know, we used to have the milkman who delivered reusables. Why isn't there somebody who did this? And so that was the last kind of... Uh, motivational aspect that that caused me to to tell Jen that I was really into it and willing to quit my job if we wanted to move forward with this. Well, I mean, the milkman is also. Uh, I mean, they're they're delivering. I mean, you know, I remember they're out at your at your front door. I mean, and now you've got to come here 
to your store in Kent Island, or if you want to go to Cleveland, I guess. And, you know. <laughs> so we're, we're working on that. So part of the platform um, is that we pop up at a lot of different events throughout the state. So we have a regular uh, appearance at the Crofton Farmers Market. Great. And so that's one way, because I'm actually an Anne Arundel County resident, not a Queensland County resident. Um, and so we, we pop up there. We put a refill station in Catonsville. Um, there's a Catonsville Cooperative Market, so we put in a laundry dish and hand soap. Um, there's two and a half gallons of each that are there that we replenish on a regular basis for their shoppers. And we did the same in Frederick. All this in, in a matter of a couple of years. Yes. I mean, I mean that it, you know, on the surface, it doesn't sound okay. So we're in, you know, four locations, you know, in this general area, you know, a retail place in Kent Island, and we've got, you know, some pop-ups in Crofton and Frederick and Catonsville. Doesn't sound like a whole lot, but when you put it into context that this didn't exist, you know, a year ago. Uh -huh. uh, that's incredible. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, honestly, there have been so many people. You mentioned Elvia in the beginning, but that's what I found here is I, you know, I'm a transplant. I am not, I moved here from Colorado in 2014. Uh, I didn't have a large network. And then suddenly when I um, got into the sustainable industry, I had to put myself out there. And the people who are in this uh, arena came with a passion. And they have opened their arms to me between Plastic Free Queensland County, Annapolis Green, the Catonsville Co-op. Uh, now there's an Easton. I'm working on another cooperative market. And once people find out what I'm doing, they're all in. They're all in. Sure. Well, it's uh, I mean, you, on your website, again, that's refillgoodness.com. You do have an awful lot of resources, too. I mean, uh, you've got the ability to buy online. I mean, yes. everybody can purchase anything online right now. Um, obviously, you can go to the co-ops or the farmer's markets or the stores. Uh, go to Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> probably Southwest probably has fares for $49. That's to right, get exactly. There. <laughs> I get those messages every day. Um, Wait till spring. Uh, you know, but. So we also offer delivery. Um, and that's one thing that we're kind of, we're actually trying to get some funding for it. Because, again, I recognize, and we touched on this in the beginning of our discussion, it's not as convenient as going right to Safeway that might be right down the street from your house. So my goal is to think about how my customers and how the people who are interested in this, what's easiest for them. And so we have a delivery service where we will deliver to different areas of the state on different days. So we have Saturday for the Eastern Shore, and then we have Sunday for the Baltimore area, and we even go down to Solomon's and... Um, and the Prince Frederick County. Well, that's sort well. of like the um, the grocery, and I'm drawing a blank on what the concept is. Oh, Instacart or one of no, those. No, 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 no. It's it's like a farmers markets and stuff like that will get together, and they'll be at they'll be at a one section of town one day a week, and, mm -hmm. and you can pre-place your orders for you know some eggs and some you know maybe some vegetables or something along those lines. I can't remember the CSA? name. CSA. Was that, what you're that? CSA? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. Uh -huh. uh, very very similar to that, but you know again what you're doing is you're sort of making it easier to be sustainable. And then, and, and a lot of this, and Elvia has told me in a lot of the environmental organizations, and that's not really a great term for it, but the sustainable organizations have said it's 99% of sustainability is probably education. Yes. Uh, oh, I don't have to get that big five gallon jug of Tide and 
throw it out when I'm done. Um, you know, recycling something. I mean, I just learned last year that red solo cups aren't recyclable. They're not, and and that's that's part of what we've done also to make it a little bit easier is we did go out first things first I didn't just open up this store right away and say oh I'm just going to make something happen here um, we had the footprint from how we went about Cleveland and getting Cleveland up and running and so my first goal when I started working on this full time was to identify in Maryland who was doing what and it was surprising the amount of groups that we have and I don't want to call them all environmental groups I don't because sometimes there's terminology that goes along with um, what we're trying to do that is off-putting. Let's be honest. You yeah. start talking about climate change. You talk no, no. I mean, you've got, you've got the whole group that's laying down in front of bulldozers and everything else, and you've got others that are just trying to to make a, a, a subtle difference in in the way people live. And, that, and we want maybe. everyone to do that because it's about a lot of people doing little things. It's not about. A couple of people doing all these fantastic things and a lot of people are willing to do what we offer and connect with other groups so we've even gone as far there is a group in Howard County that is collecting plastic number two and number five number five being the more difficult to recycle right and they're making it into park benches and they're giving it another life and that's a group called upcycled and so we collect plastic from both Cleveland and Maryland and we bring it to them and we work with them so we're looking for different ways again to make it easier and we're okay with doing the work uh, because we know that if people know there's a resource they're more apt to say oh if I can just drop it off with Jenny that's nice and convenient that's so convenient and so again we're taking all of that where do I go how do I do this and that that big overarching pressure that people feel when they start thinking about it uh, being uh, doing more good yeah. and and um, we, we kind of take that off and we say hey we're going to make sustainability simple for you and here's what we're going to do what, what products are sustainable in your house okay I, I, I mentioned you know dish soap and you know probably floor wax or something, you know, something, <laughs> something you know. but what what are the sustainable products that we should be looking at to live a more sustainable life uh, there are so many. So, um, what and we let's carry, focus on the ones that, like you that you yeah, sell. So with. I, I mean, was going to say know. what we carry in the store. So we we uh, again when we were putting our kind of um, our process in place and what we were, what we thought would be most impactful, we thought about the kitchen, the bathroom, and the laundry room as the places where we typically have the most um, plastic. Right. So right. if you think about it, in the kitchen, you're going to have a dishwasher gel in a plastic container. You'll have your dish soap in a plastic container. Right. And so we thought, okay, let's tackle each one of those rooms. So we have those types of items, everything from dishwash powder, dishwash gel, hand soap, um, dish soap. We have alternatives for plastic sponges so plastic sponges don't have any they're not able to be recycled and they're one of our most used items in a kitchen so we came up with a couple alternatives like Swedish dishcloths which are made from a cellulose and kind of wood pulp and then they're completely compostable compostable excuse me and they replace 17 rolls of paper towels oh my word yes that's what you're getting today by the way <laughs> uh, wow 17 rolls mm-hmm so and it's this little piece of cellulose, a wood pulp. Right. So you turn around and you look at that and say, okay, and I don't know what the cost of it is, but I mean, you know, say, okay, I'm pay 
It's eight dollars. Okay, eight dollars. Eight dollars for this little scrap of fabric. Correct. You know, not, you know, in two dollars versus a roll of paper towels. But when you buy seventeen rolls, now all of a sudden we've got a. That's right, and and see, that's the other thing. And you just touched on something that I love talking about. People will come in and they'll say it's too expensive to be sustainable. Well, okay, you just brought the point up for me. That that Swedish dishcloth will cost you a one-time investment of $8. It has a shelf life of somewhere between six to nine months. So let's say we're on the short side of six months. It will replace every paper towel you'll use. So you're 15 bucks a year. It is, you know, and so we're talking about you're putting a little bit more money in for one time instead of continually going back to the grocery store to buy the same thing over and over again. That, by the way, is wrapped in plastic that cannot be <laughs> recycled. Yeah. And the paper itself is an issue for the environment in many other ways. So, Have you ever done or does anybody ever done a study on the cost of being living a sustainable life versus a non-sustainable life? I mean, that'd be interesting to sit there and what effect it does have on the budget. So we have been working on that, and there are some companies who have done that as far as restaurants are concerned, because restaurants are obviously another area that produce a lot of plastic waste. Uh, and so we have some different um, statistics, primarily around, for example, the laundry is another um, area. So our laundry soap costs 28 cents an ounce. You use half an ounce to do your laundry, so it's 14 cents per load of laundry, and zero uh, plastic and zero chemicals. A regular container of laundry soap, you'll get about half as much um, loads of laundry from that. Right. So it, it really does make a difference. And so you, it, there's a, but we've talked about this in the beginning, there's a mind shift, there's a behavior change. And so that's what we want to work on people with. We want to take it away from being, oh, this is hard to, oh, this is easy. And you've given me a hundred reasons why it's easy. What's your best tip for living a sustainable life? If somebody is, I am the Beer guzzling, throw it in the trash can, get me more plastic, uh, SUV, 11 mile an hour driving, gas guzzling uh, guy. What, what's, what are a couple tips to convert me to sit there and say, hey, look, you know, make these subtle changes and it's going to make a difference? I think um, what, what I would say and what I did in my own home is I took it slow. I did not force all the issues. So we started with a couple, we well, started with, hell no. yeah, exactly. Right. So I do the laundry. And so nobody knew that I was swapping out the laundry. Right. And so we started with laundry and then we moved to dish soap. And so what, what, what we always say is find one thing. So if you love beer, uh, the local breweries around here offer growlers, uh, 64 ounce growlers. Right. They're really cool. You get a discount when you buy a growler. Uh, so there you go. There's a way to eliminate some of that waste. Or again, just find one or two things that you like, start with those. And then if you're willing, start building on that. And you'll notice that once you make those couple of changes, it feels good. Uh, and you stop worrying about all of the resistance to doing it, and you start thinking about what the next thing is that you might be able to. It ends up not being that big of a freaking deal. It's not that big of a freaking deal, not at all. And trust me, I'm here to make it easier, and I'm fun. So you just tell me what it is that you want to change, and I'll work with you to make sure we find the right thing. But you know, as I was saying, with businesses, large businesses that are getting involved and in being a little bit sustainable, which is really, really kind of cool. I mean, do they have? I mean, the products that you have here. Are they 
you know, I'll be a wise essence there. Are they coming from Monsanto and 3M, which I'm sure they're not. <laughs> yeah. but. No, they're not. And, and you're right. There's a ton of greenwashing that goes on. And, you know, essentially what that is, is it's where a large company will make something seem like it's sustainable. Um, however, when you look at it, you'll realize that it's still packaged in a plastic container. And when you look at the ingredients, they're not um, earth-friendly ingredients. So when we went through the process of selecting our vendors, we made a decision. And it's a very important decision because, again, we've talked about how the pandemic played into the development of this company. Well, we knew that it was small businesses who were having the hardest time during the pandemic. And so we made a conscious decision to research vendors and meet with vendors who were local as much as possible. So when you walk into Refill Goodness, either here or in Ohio, you will realize very quickly that everything that's on the walls and that's on the shelves is made by a small business local to either Cleveland or Maryland. That's neat. Yes, it was a lot of fun, and it gave us a chance. I mean, what a great marketing opportunity for them. We basically said, if you let us carry your products, uh, we'll feature you in another state. And yeah. so we grew their business, um, including some small, you know, small, small businesses to multiple locations right away and an, an additional online presence for them. So... Interesting. So it's all locally sourced as much as possible. as possible. We have a couple of things that don't that aren't made locally. For example, the Swedish dishcloths. The manufacturer who originally created them is um, in Connecticut. So Oh, okay. Well, well yeah, Sweden. Really, Sweden you, that, that would have been a better bet. But the one who brought it to the states, they're located in Coscob, Connecticut. So we have a couple of outliers, but we really kept it local. And so when you look at the walls, we have hangings that are done by a woman in Annapolis and a woman who lives right here on the island. Um, we we carry products that are made right in Lakewood, Ohio, which is where our our Cleveland shop is, and we've kept it. We've kept it small scale so that we knew for sure that what we were getting was what it, it was supposed to be. Sure, sure. And then we also, you know, our dream is to help other small businesses as well. What's well, nice. I, uh, I'll plug another one of my favorite restaurants here is Noxie's Table mm -hmm. um, right here. And then they, you know, I've, I've often been a critic of the whole farm to table thing. Mm -hmm. uh, thinking it's just more of a marketing ploy, which I mean, it is a marketing ploy to a degree. But uh, I love that they turn around and they say, okay, well, our oysters tonight were harvested from this section of you know the uh, Chester River. Yes, it's it's incredible. Um, this this beef we you know this week's beef is coming from this farm in Harwood or where Frederick or wherever it may be. And and that really is it takes it to a, a different level and I mean I prefer to spend my money there. And it, it, even if it's a you know more money than I would spend at another place. I mean I I'm all about Main Street. Uh, we are here in Stevensville on Main Street, but I mean, whatever Main Street is, but the small local businesses. That's right. And, you know, and that's the thing is in this shop, I know the person. I am close with the person who made every one of these products. And because we've kept it local, when you spend your money with us, you're spending your money on Maryland businesses. And so we're really doing what we can to not only promote earth-friendly products and products that you love, but also, again, to, to support that uh, business community. And it just, it makes you feel good at the end of the day. How did you get into this? I mean, you said you've always been sort of like the, the sustainable thing. And, and you mentioned you were from Colorado, you moved from Colorado here recently, but you and Jen were 
friends and she's in Ohio and you're here and Anne Ron- I mean, where does so, it yeah, it's a good, Were you, it's were you so like great. little girls growing up together? Or? No. So um, we met at a fish show. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the band Fish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I wasn't sure whether we were talking like rods and reels <laughs> or with a P. Yeah, no. So we met at a fish show. Um, but, and, and so the music was the first start of our kind of connection. But then we realized we both had these similar backgrounds. Um, to talk about my background. So my father, we were, we were joking about the glass and the, the green glass and the right. brown glass. So my father, before, he was a man before his time. So in our house, there was a bench where you, and it, it had, he was a woodworker. So he had built this bench and it had paper, glass, aluminum. And sure. so you had to recycle. And I grew up that way. I grew up understanding that we make an impact in this world and that we have to decide what kind of an impact we want to make. And I decided I wanted to do something that would help. And look where we live. You know, we live in, in again, another state where people always give crap to Maryland. But I don't know about you. I love our views. We're, we're, we're living in a treasure. And it's, you know, we're here in, on Kent Island on Main Street in Stevensville. And it's a mile and a half to my, I think I'm my right. Yes, <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. I mean, it's absolutely, it's phenomenal and it's worth protecting. And, you know, I think that sometimes we prioritize things in an odd way. Um, and the, the pandemic really made me realize what I need to prioritize in my life. And it was taking care of what's already here and not worrying about all these things that I can't achieve, but the things that I actually can do. Well, the pandemic has really sort of given uh, open eyes in any number of different ways from businesses to being able to work remotely and, and, and just any number of ways to do business differently. Uh, and there's been some there's definitely been some good that has come out of it. Um, you know, one thing that I do like to see, I mean, obviously you are in the sustainable sustainability business. Yes. Um, but I love to see businesses that are embracing that in the products that they carry, uh, in the way that they operate their business. I know we have a, um, one of my favorite hardware stores in town is K&B True Value down in Eastport. Uh, well, not really Eastport, but uh, they were one of the first buildings to go put solar panels on the roof. Yes. Uh, and... They've now, I think Jared was telling me they've been up there for maybe 10 years and they've still got life left in the panels, but he's getting, I think he said like 50% of his energy refunded to him because of the solar panels. And he's just realized with the advancements in solar panels that he can turn around and redo them for not that much more money Uh and get 100% of his energy for this whole store. And, and, and that's it. There are incentives for businesses. And I think it's a matter of, and that's why we have a resources page. And that's why we're connected to so many other groups who work in this field is because it, not everybody knows about them. Right. And so that's kind of the big thing is it becomes less intimidating when there's more information and when it becomes more mainstream. So there are a couple of businesses to kind of put our anchor in and, and really partner with. And that is exciting for me. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll plug Jared again in KMB. Have you ever seen these? Of course I have, yes. This, these are the True Earth uh, dishwashing strips. And they're amazing. And as a matter of fact, I owe him a call. You just reminded okay. me. <laughs> but, you know, when they first came out, it was like this, it's this little tiny envelope. It's like half a sheet of paper size. And 
it's got 32 loads in a thing and it's like $8 for $10 for maybe it's $11. I don't know. But mm -hmm. I'm like thinking as opposed to the five gallon or whatever many gallon jug of Tide. Yes. I can now just slide this on, you know, on my shelf. So it's less space. It's more environmentally friendly. It's really easy. I mean, it's not sloppy. You don't have to clean the goop. You just sort of throw a strip in the paper. Exactly. And actually, we started carrying something similar because of customer demand. It's simple. You don't have to measure anything out. It's it, You don't have to worry about um, the uh, airline guidelines either if you're traveling and you know you're going to need to do a load of laundry. Good point. <laughs> you Good know? point. And there's other things like that. Mount Royal here in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, makes shampoo bars and conditioner bars, and they can go on a plane without any issue. Even, um, and here's one of these terrible statistics that I hate thinking about, but did you know in this country we throw away 400 million tubes of toothpaste a year? The tubes themselves. The tubes the themselves. The empty tubes. The empty tubes. And they are not recyclable. They are not compostable. They go right in the landfill. And also, if you ever travel, which none of us probably have lately, right. um, you know that you have to have the miniature the, the ones. Little, little yes, sample sizes. Exactly. And so those ones, imagine that's even more. So there's a company that makes... Um, toothpaste tablets and eliminates all of that so it's in a refill format also and there's no waste whatsoever and actually I get my kids to brush their teeth because we use the bubblegum flavor and they think that they're getting a treat so you trick your kids like you trick your dogs that's correct <laughs> <laughs> your secret is yeah. safe with me <laughs> <laughs> but okay okay so again toothpaste 400 million 400 million and that's that the, the numbers are staggering when you think about it because in your world no, actually that's not because we've got 300 and some odd million people in this country that means we're only going through one tube of toothpaste a year <laughs> ew now, now I'm thinking we got a bunch of bad teeth. Yeah, we you probably know? do. Now I'm thinking I should have been a dentist. It, 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 it should be like it should be like 120 million. Anyway, yeah. so that's the but that's the data that's been collected and what they've seen. Who knows where those other toothpaste? But regardless, they're not recyclable. That is correct. Yes. So that just goes into a landfill and disintegrates in 173 years or something. Like yeah, that. exactly, or more. And and you know, and so there's another whole aspect that we haven't talked about today, and this is where I try to not go that often. But recycling is also something that we like to talk about here a lot because recycling is a one part amazing thing and one part myth. Uh, just today, which is our recycling day, I was walking my dog before I left for work, and I noticed um, a bunch of cardboard pizza boxes and a bunch of other things. And so the more you get into this, the more you start thinking about these things. And uh, did you know that cardboard pizza boxes are not recyclable? I think I read that. Like recently. Yes, because uh, the grease inhibits and contaminates the rest of right. the recycling. So if in my neighborhood, one of my neighbors puts their pizza boxes in the recycling and then they go around and collect all of the other recycling, the whole lot is now contaminated. And so right. it ends up I going mean, I mean, in that, the landfill. That's, that's, that's a good intention. It's a good intention. But again, that turns back to the education. It does. And Anne Arundel County happens to, if you pay attention to it, Anne Arundel County happens to be phenomenal in what they send out on a quarterly basis. So they send us what we can and can't do, what they want to come in, how they want it to come in. 
And so they're trying to do the heavy lifting there, but not all counties are like that. Well, I, I talked to Chris Phipps, who's the director of public works for the county several times, and, and we, we discussed about that, about just how one bit of contamination throws, you know, it's like, you know, so it's almost cartoonish where it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. The production line comes grinding to a halt yes. while they try to figure out what's what's going on. And I know the city of Annapolis is doing uh, a lot now, and they're sending out flyers and posts on social media and saying that, hey, you know, this part of this product is recyclable. Okay, you take a TV dinner. Uh, you know, you peel the, the plastic film off. No, that's not recyclable. Correct. But the tray itself is. Yes, it, but, but it needs to be too, cleaned. But if it's too gross with goop. Yes. It's, it's not. Right. Um, and, and here's where I think we could continue to evolve, you know, and that's that's just another way for us to get out there and talk about these different things and partner with groups is to help with that education. And I love what we're doing. I feel, again, in Anne Arundel County, um, especially they're doing such a and Montgomery County is amazing, um, certainly. Uh, but it takes that across the whole nation. There's a whole lot of more work to be done. There is. And I, I thought Annapolis, when they told us to rinse out our things, was just trying to up their water revenue. You know, <laughs> no. it's like, you know, I, come on, we'll get an extra, we'll get an extra yeah, couple exactly. gallons out of him a month. And, yeah, you know. exactly. No, they really are trying to do the right thing. And that's, again, where sometimes I worry that people get overwhelmed because that's too much of a hassle. But I think that in the long term, a bigger hassle is if we no longer have an inhabitable place to live. Well, that's true. I mean, we've heard that China is not. We, I mean, we used to ship all of our crap to China, uh-huh. uh, and they're they're now overwhelmed, and they're not taking a lot of our recycling. And Anne Arundel County, I know, does you know job it out, and they you know Chris was telling me that they actually get charged for contaminated recycling. Yes, it's similar here. So, so um, this is a question that you had asked me about earlier. How did I end up in Kent Island, considering I live in Anne Arundel right. County? Uh, Cheaper rent. Yeah, exactly. Huh? I couldn't afford anywhere in Annapolis, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> and so um, what actually happened is I was working in the beginning. I was working a lot of farmer's markets. I still do, as we had talked about. I try to get out to different locations and make sure that people know that we exist. And anyone in the state who's interested at least knows that they have a resource. Um, and so I was working over at the Ken Island Farmer's Market, which is right down the street. And... Um, happened to connect with Plastic Free Queens and County and uh, some folks who work at Shore Rivers because, of course, the Eastern Shore is home to a plethora of environmental and um, positive uh, green groups and river keepers. Mm -hmm. And so they ended up letting me know that this building here existed. And unbeknownst to many people or enough people, this building happens to be Maryland's first Emerald Green certified building. And so that's a higher level of certification than even LEED standards. Really? Yes, yes. So my electric bill, you talk about savings from that type of building. I see it in my electric bill. Um, and so once I found out that the Azars had gone through this process and that this was Maryland's first Emerald Green certified building, I knew that I needed to get into this spot. And that's how I ended up coming here. Okay, now this building is kind of unique. And I, I did drive past it by accident when I came here because yeah. I wasn't quite sure where the driveway was. And I saw, but this is retail business on the first level with condos? That's right. Mm-hmm. And of, apartments. Of so mm-hmm. I imagine the, the apartments are probably also very affordable as far as 
as maintaining. I mean, I don't know what the rent is, but I mean, as far as yes, as their, far le- as their electric and stuff, I mean, that carries right. on to them as well. Mm-hmm. That's really neat. And do you know what Maryland's second Emerald Green certified building is? Chesapeake Bay Tr- Foundation. <laughs> the one across the street. <laughs> you know, it's the same color. That was a trick question. Okay, it was a trick third? question. What's the third? What's the third? That I don't know. I'll have to do some more research. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't like you anymore. That was... <laughs> Well, I I tell you, you know, I've learned an awful lot this morning. What is one takeaway that you want to tell anybody that's listening to this that um, that they can do to make our world a better place? And it is uh, it is our world. It's the you know the folks out in you know Kansas and Nebraska. It's the people that live here on the eastern shore. It's Anne Arundel County. Uh, We do have a great resource with the Chesapeake Bay, and you know by all means it does need to be protected. We've got a lot of work to do to get the bay back where it needs to be, but. A lot of that's tied in with what you're doing. Yes. Yes, it is. And so, well, there's a, you know, um, what I would say is be open. When we talked about in the beginning, I'm not asking you to make 100 changes. But think about even if you look at your uh, recycling bin and you see what you're throwing away the most, is it your laundry detergent? Is it your dish soap? Be be open about it and, and try refilling or try a different uh, way to source that because it is those small changes that will add up and make a difference. Well, I have, and it does. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm recycling more. I've got these uh, crazy laundry strips here. And yes, I, I've yay. got my, my, my bags when I go to the giant. And exactly. So, uh, and, and, and it does make a thing. I haven't quite made the jump to an electric car yet, but Elvia keeps hounding me on that. And I imagine <laughs> at some point it'll it'll be there. But this is great. Come on out to Refill Goodness. It is at 460 Main Street in Stevensville, which is just on the other side of the bridge. You want to... Uh, get off at the first exit, hang a left, and then hang another right. And then it's about a mile down on the left. On the right. Uh, huh? On the right. On the right. Yes. Yeah, yeah we'll see. <laughs> good, good thing you're here. Yes, uh, that's right. But it's, a, uh, it's like a four-story uh, yellow building. And uh, Refill Goodness is located on the first floor, right between like a yoga shop and something else on the other on the other end. Yes, uh, the primitive barn. So we actually have a lot of fun things in here. There's a consignment store as well, which fits right in with my whole Recycle. philosophy. Yes, exactly. Sure. And then we also have the half full shop in here as well. Do you have a pizza place that puts out non recyclable pizza boxes? Uh, no. <laughs> See, okay, there you yeah, go. <laughs> exactly. I'm also looking for somebody to move in who provides coffee and will take my reusable container because there's a couple of available spots still oh, in here. <laughs> good. Good idea. Yeah. Refill Goodness. And that is their website, refillgoodness.com. You want to check them out if you're up in Crofton. How often are you up at the Crofton Farmer's Market? We're there every uh, uh, two Saturdays a month. Okay. And then we move to the Wildberry Farmer's Market, which is in Millersville. Okay. So right. kind of same same location. Right. Um, if you're up in Catonsville, if you're out in Frederick, and you know, make sure you check out the website for the resources that they have, and also you'll probably be popping up at some other places as well. That's right. Um, you know, Jenny Vedrani, I thank you very much for your time this morning. Um, this is the best smelling place that we've done a podcast in. I noticed that as soon as the door opened up, it is wonderful. And I'm going to peruse the shelves and see, I did not bring any refillable containers with me, but uh, who knows, I may walk out of here with uh, with some toothpaste. Uh, yes, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's Local Business Spotlight. 
please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you all the day's local news direct to your phone, tablet, or computer in about 10 minutes. It comes to you at 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.